Welcome to the CDE's podcast series created specifically for you, our partners in veterinary education hospitals. Through conversations with invited guests, we explore some of the challenges, based on your input, that can arise when hosting final year DVM students. Over these episodes, we take a look at teaching practical skills, providing feedback, the basics of clinical communication and a range of other topics. Our hope is that this series will offer you a tip or two that will help make clinical placements a more enjoyable and successful experience for you, your team and our students. I'm Dr. Simone Ma of the Centre for Veterinary Education at the University of Sydney. And this is our next episode in our podcast series designed specifically for our wonderful partner in veterinary education clinics, looking at the things that make for a good experience for both the clinician and the interns spending time at the practice. Now, today I have with me a wonderful guest, Dr. Anne Quain, who many of you listening may know as a specialist in animal welfare, ethics and law, and who also works as a senior lecturer here at the university. And what else should people know about you and why are you the perfect person to discuss with us the rather sensitive topic of feedback to students? Well, thanks, Simone, for that lovely introduction. I'm not sure I'm the perfect person, but I also continue to work in private practice. So not only do I interact with veterinary interns and students at the university, but I also host them in private practice. As a practitioner myself, I give and receive plenty of feedback every single day, not all of it a pleasant experience. (laughs) And I also can relate to the anxiety that people have about having to give challenging or difficult feedback because something that's something that I need to do in my work, both as a teacher and also as a as a GP as well. And I think you've nailed it uh, when you say that it can be a rather uncomfortable experience. Uh, But Obviously, there are some techniques that we can use to make it that that uncomfortable conversation a productive one for both parties. What are you some of what are some of your tips for that? Yeah, well, definitely. Look, giving feedback to students can be one of the trickiest parts of hosting students. I want to acknowledge that giving high achieving students feedback is often a really easy and wonderful positive experience because they're generally doing really, really well. Uh, But it's a lot more challenging to give people uh, constructive feedback or to give students feedback when they are performing poorly. I think my first tip is really to get in there and make sure you give feedback early. And make sure you give it continually because if you're going to give constructive feedback, it's important for the student then to be able to go away, think about it and respond to the feedback. Uh, So I guess one of the, the tendencies that human beings have is to avoid stressful situations. And sometimes if we don't want to give uh, perhaps negative feedback, we might put that meeting off and, um, you know, it's a, it's a lot more tempting to scrub into another procedure or just do another consult very quickly. But I think making a time to meet and sticking to it where possible. Obviously, in practice, you do have to roll with the punches a little bit, but sticking to that meeting time where possible and making sure you give that feedback early is really critical. It's so true. And 
no one wants to be the bad guy, do they? But I have heard someone say that some of the best things in life lie on the other side of difficult conversations. And I think giving constructive feedback can be an example of that. And you make a particularly pertinent point in saying that it's not just about delivering the feedback, lumping it on the student, but giving them time to reflect and the opportunity to be able to put that reflection into practice when they when they return to the clinic and, and demonstrate, I guess, a growth in their learning journey. Definitely. I think it's also worthwhile um, having that discussion about why students do things in a particular way, because sometimes it uncovers assumptions or beliefs that can be addressed and that can be very productive. The other thing for our partners in practice to keep in mind is we're all our own worst critics. Well, most of the time, some people don't have that self-criticism uh, capacity, but but most um, veterinary students have some sort of sense of imposter syndrome. Uh, they will often come to a meeting with a good idea of where they're not doing well. So it may not be just you who thinks that someone's perhaps not so confident in surgery or they're not asking the right questions when they're talking to a client. The student might be aware of that. So being able to explore that together as a team is a, is a nice way to look at it, I think. So would you suggest, Anne, when going into these meetings, the best way to start is for asking the student for a, a self-appraisal, a check-in, how do you think you're going? What do you think's working well? What are you struggling with? Absolutely, because it gives you a sense of where they're at in terms of their own self-assessment. And if if their sort of self-assessment agrees with yours, I think that makes the job easy. If it doesn't, it's easy to identify the points that really need to be addressed. So I think getting that information, getting that data is very useful. It's also such a valuable experience uh, to get students to go away with the evaluation form and come to the meeting having rated themselves and then having the practitioner rate them in those different areas. I certainly did that myself when I was going through my final year rotations and I found uh, sometimes I was a bit disappointed because the practitioner thought I wasn't as good in areas where I thought I was achieving very well at and yet there were other areas where there was a total pleasant surprise and I thought I'm not very good at this but the practitioner perceived that I was very good. So um, having that uh, was a really useful guide and it was good for me as a student as well to look at the evaluation form because then I could understand how the practitioners are expected to view me. Even though the students are well aware of these evaluation forms, it can be good to prompt them and, and set the agenda for the meeting and say, we're going to have this meeting at this time. And prior to that meeting, I'd love you to have looked at that form yourself and mark where you think you are um, against these criteria and then and then we'll compare. And, and just remind me, those uh, feedback forms are in that comprehensive pack uh, that we get as host clinics. Yes. And it's very easy <laughs> to let that drift to the bottom of the inbox. But if you can uh, store it, down, download those onto a folder perhaps, or even snooze the email, nice, uh, lovely feature of Outlook and some uh, email um, programs like Gmail is you can actually snooze an email until uh, the date perhaps uh, before the meeting. Uh, so I think those are nice ways to remind yourself. We do get a little bit overloaded with paperwork and emails in practice, so it is very easy to disregard those things. But those feedback forms are really essential. The, the uh, assessors at the university are looking at those and there's been a lot of thought gone into the construction of those. So they provide a really useful structured framework. Uh, so it's not just you 
raising feedback about particular topics, you're working through a pre-established framework. So um, you're not alone in raising, for example, this notion of assessing the student's professionalism. The university is expecting that. So I think those forms can be a nice form of support and backup. And with the feedback, how specific does it have to be in order for it to be constructive for the student? How precise do you need to be? Is it good to draw on individual examples? You know, for example, when you're in that consult for Mrs. with Mrs. Smith, I noticed X and Y. Does that make it easier for the student to be able to join the dots together about what where they are and where they need to be? Yes, there's two aspects to that. Um, one is students don't always recognise when they're getting feedback. So actually signposting feedback um, Obviously, we're explicitly giving feedback in those mid-rotation and final meetings, but there's other opportunities. So, for example, if someone's placing an intravenous catheter um, and you are watching them do that, you might say, instead of saying, do it this way, you might say, can I give you some feedback about your approach? It sounds so minor, but it means the student is recognising that they're being given feedback about their approach. And absolutely, I agree with you, giving specific examples and asking the student for specific examples. If the student says, I think I dealt with this um, or I deal with this particular type of situation very well, uh, ask, uh, can you give me an example of something we've seen this week where you've been able to, to demonstrate that uh, is, is helpful. It gives them an opportunity. And I think it's always nice. I, I'm an emotional learner myself. I tend to learn things better if I can hook it to a particular case or example. And I think a lot of students find that that's, it's easier to stick in their memory if they, they can link something to an example. What do we do if our well-intentioned uh, attempts to provide this feedback and have these constructive conversations go pear-shaped for whatever reason? Um, maybe the student's self-perception is a long way from where you see them as as being in their in their course of their learning, or if the student becomes defensive or upset, help, Anne, what do we do? <laughs> I think recognising the situation uh, is the first step. So saying something like, I can see you are a bit surprised about that, or I can see you're upset. And the other thing is allowing, um, acknowledging that. So, you know, I know getting feedback is hard and sometimes if it's appropriate, a bit of self-disclosure, I know when I was a student, I was very upset about feedback or I know that sometimes I get a bit defensive when people say these things. That may or may not be helpful and I guess there is a certain element of judging according to the situation. Uh, but another thing is that you need to make room for people's emotions and if a student is getting particularly upset, giving them room and saying, look, I can see you're upset. Why don't we make a time? We can both go away and have a think about this and have a time to have another catch up because I'd really like to follow this up. We also need to remember that our students have access to student services. So if they need to talk to a counsellor and that doesn't mean they have a mental health problem, uh, sometimes it's just great to debrief over an emotionally charged situation with a bystander or some, someone who, a professional who is not involved, who has no conflict of interest, who has no uh, preconceptions, and that can help a student sort of manage their emotional response. The other thing is if, if you feel that a student's getting um, very upset or, or, or really angry and you are concerned about the response, 
I would strongly encourage you to contact the university. You can contact uh, Dr. Lara Boland. It does not mean that student gets in trouble. It's just a chance for you to have a discussion about the best way forward with the university. So you're not on your own here. There's, there's lots of support. We want to make this a, a positive experience for you. We value all of the work you do in hosting and imparting your wisdom to our amazing interns. Your experience is incredibly valued. Uh, so we want to provide as much support as we can. And I guess, and just to, to wrap things up, it's probably only fair that if we're providing students with feedback, that we provide them with the opportunity to give us feedback about their placement experience and how they went, maybe suggestions for improvement. Do you think that's a good idea? I think it's an excellent idea. A lot of our students feel naturally uncomfortable giving to feedback about placements, particularly where they're being assessed by a placement. So there is that, there is that fear. And I think the most effective way to navigate that is to normalise feedback giving right through the rotation. Not just feedback giving, but feedback accepting. So asking members of your team for feedback and obviously considering that. So role modelling, feedback giving and receiving is probably better than simply sitting a student down and saying, right, we've given you feedback. <laughs> now you can tell us about us because uh, some students will just run run away if you do that. <laughs> yes, yeah. Fantastic, Anne. So to summarise, your key recommendations are, are, are really to make sure that you set a time and stick to it. Use the feedback framework provided as a scaffold for that conversation. Provide precise examples of the, what you might have concerns about or even what you think was done really well. Yes. And also to uh, remember that you're not alone if you are having a little bit of a challenge with a particular student uh, and finally to invite the student to offer feedback as well and to make that uh, uh, just an everyday part of, of what you're doing. Are there any other final words of wisdom, Anne? Well, really just two other things uh, to, to normalise giving and receiving feedback because I think that is good for you and your team as well and to signpost feedback. So just um, rather than saying, okay, I do it this way or let me show you, just saying, can I give you some feedback about that? It's a little bit less confrontational and I think um, much easier for interns and veterinary team members to accept. And, and good luck. <laughs> and thank you so much. That was a, a really wonderful conversation and hopefully uh, people have got some pointers for how to really make sure that this critical part of the experience that students have in practice is delivered with empathy and respect and I guess with success in terms of assisting the students on their on their learning journey. So thank you so much. Thank you for your company everyone and hopefully well, I'll have your company again on the next podcast session. 